This is New Bedford's News Talk Station, the place where the South Coast comes to talk about all the hottest issues locally and beyond. This is WBSM. Call in to have your voice heard at 508-996-0500 or open up the WBSM app and hit app chat to text us or open line to leave us a voicemail. Let's hear it, South Coast. Good morning. Happy Wednesday to you. Welcome into the program. Hope your day is starting off right. I um, I had a pretty decent Independence Day because I stayed inside all day. I got up. Uh, I got up pretty early. I guess that's part of the um, part of the side. Uh, it's the side effect of getting up now every day at at four a.m. Is that on the weekends and days off? I get up at like 7 or 8 a.m. And I feel like I've gotten asleep super late, but it's still early enough that I can have a lot to do during the day. Before when I was, you know, when I was coming in here at 9 and sleeping till 6, sometimes 7 in the morning because I would stay up late the night before. Like that's when I would get ready for the show and that's when I would, you know, work on my stories and all that kind of stuff. I would do that all the night before. So I'd go to bed at like 2 a.m., but now, getting up earlier, I don't sleep until 10 or 11 in the morning like I used to. Sometimes noon on a weekend. Because I would stay up all night. Now, even on a night off, when I have the day off the next day, I feel like eh, around 10, 11 o'clock, like, eh, I feel tired. So I got up early and sat down at the computer and said, oh, there's a... There's a press release from the Dartmouth police. Okay, well, I'll post that story up. And then I started doing that. Then I started working on a couple of other things, work-related. I know it was supposed to be a day off, but I was, you know, trying to take advantage of the not having to be on the air and get some stuff done, some some technical stuff, some behind-the-scenes stuff. And as I'm working on all of that, well, then they make an arrest. And, well, no, then they announce that the fireworks are postponed. Well, of course, I'm going to get that information out as soon as I can before people start trying to head down and plan their day and find out that there are no fireworks last night. They'll be tonight instead at 9 p.m. So working on that, then then the DA's office sends the press release that they've made an arrest in connection with the homicide that happened in New Bedford on Monday. Okay, so I'll post that up too. And then, of course, like, you know, the, the, the DA's office sends out the press release. We, we try to find more information, the, other information that you might not find other places. So then I start researching this person who was arrested in connection with the homicide of Lorenzo Gomes, Sterling Robinson. I was like, why does that name sound familiar? I mean, it's, it sounds like a pro sports athlete, right? You know, now starting for the Yankees, right fielder Sterling Robinson. It just has that kind of a ring to it. But I was like, this name sounds familiar, and I can't, can't think of why. So I start researching some of our previous articles and realize some of the things that he's been charged with in the past. And then I realized where I remembered him from. He was the person who was arrested a few years ago in 2021 for driving through enemy gang territory, allegedly, and, and filming himself with a gun and posting it on social media. So 
this person has a history of being arrested for firearms and weapons-related charges. Now, unfortunately, in Massachusetts, it's not easy for us to just look up and find out what the status of those cases were. Were they dismissed? Was he convicted? Did he serve time? Um, unfortunately, our court record system is terrible. Other states, you can just type things in, get all that information right away. Here in Massachusetts, a lot of it is not put into the database. The database doesn't always function correctly, and it's something that has driven me nuts for years. So unless you have an inside source who can look that stuff up, which I do, but not on the 4th of July when the courthouse is closed, you know, I could only present some of the the arrests and charges that he had in the past. And so so I, I put that all together. And then right after I get that done, it's about, I don't know, like 11 a.m. or so. I say, okay, now I can get up and make breakfast. And then the DA's office puts out another press release about a murder-suicide in Raynham. So I say, well, I better write that up because that's important breaking news as well. And, and so it was just a, a day that had so much news for a holiday. And that's not to mention all the things that happened you know, from noontime on. But at that point, I just kind of shut the computer off and said, I'm going to celebrate America, the land of opportunity, by not doing anything for the rest of the day. Jumped in the shower, said, okay, now I'm going to go out. Maybe I'll go uh, go to some uh, antique stores or something, if any of them are open. Or, you know, maybe I'll go out to a restaurant, have something to eat, because my, my parents were working, so my family didn't get together to to celebrate the 4th. So I was like, yeah, I'll find something to do. And then the downpour started. So I said, okay, I guess I'm going to stay in the house. <laughs> and then I did. I'm doing a big rewatch of Justified, which if you've never watched it, it was on FX. Uh, it was on from 2010 to 2015, I believe. And it was one of the best shows ever on television. And now that I'm doing the rewatch, I'm just about done with season two. And I'm doing a rewatch because they're coming out with an eight-episode limited series later on this month called Justified City Primeval. And the reviews of it from, I was reading some over over the 4th of July, the reviews of it were, are, are just make it sound like it's incredible. But that there's little nods and bits to the original series in it. So I'm trying to do a complete rewatch so I can uh, pick up on all of those little Easter eggs. So I got a couple of episodes of that in. And then by that point, I was just tired. I was like, all right, I'm, I'm, I guess it is a school night, so I'm going to bed. Fireworks, shooting off all night long. They don't bother me. I mean, it's annoying. It was worse when I was doing a radio show from my home every night the last couple of years. So the, the, the last few years, since, since 2020, you know, when everybody was stuck at home, and I was sitting at home. I was a digital managing editor. So I was pretty much done every day at five, six o'clock. I would make myself dinner uh, on the grill outside, sit outside and eat it. And then at night, I was doing a, a, an internet radio show from my house. I have a little home studio. And so I would do this show each night. And around the 4th of July, it was almost unlistenable. I thought, I mean, you know, my mic and all of its processing and everything cuts a lot of the sound out, but all I could hear as I'm trying to interview somebody is all these fireworks going off. But outside of that, it doesn't, it doesn't really bother me. And it doesn't bother my dog at all. She could not care less. 
She was just laying on the floor, snoring through all of it. Didn't care. Wasn't bothered. Thunderstorms don't bother her. She got a little bit antsy yesterday before the storms rolled in. And the other day, too. She got a little bit antsy before they rolled in. But once they were here, she was fine. But she uh, she is not reacting to the fireworks. Now, part of that is she's older. The uh, The vet said the other day she's probably starting to lose her hearing. But she's always been that way. Never cared about the fireworks. I do feel for the pet owners who have pets that do get worked up by fireworks. But I was scrolling through social media last night before I went to bed, you know, because I lay down in the bed and I'm looking at the phone. You know, any last minute news I need to check up on, anything going on, any messages I got to respond to. And as I'm scrolling through social media, I'm seeing people posting videos of them, you know, comforting their dogs who are upset about the fireworks. I see people comforting their cats who are upset about the fireworks. I've had cats my whole life. And I've never had a cat that was nervous from fireworks, thunderstorms, anything like that. Uh, Maybe, and I've had a lot of cats. I had two pretty much my whole life growing up living with my parents. And they had numerous kittens. And at different times, you know, we kept some of those kittens for a while. And then, I I don't know just popped in my head. I don't know why we didn't have them for a long time. I think some of them just ran away. Yeah, and then they probably, they must have run away because then I don't remember any of them dying, getting sick or anything. But we, I don't know, we were very, we were very loose with the cats. We let them go outside and do their thing and come back in and we had two females, so one of them was always pregnant at one point or the other. But anyway, beside that, I never had a cat that was affected by fireworks. And my mom had a dog through, from the time I was about 12 until the time I moved out. I mean, she's had dogs since then too, but she had the same dog from the time I was 12 until the time I moved out. I don't remember that dog ever being worked up by fireworks either. It was a little Yorkshire Terrier. Got worked up by everything else. Once busted out of the house when the mail truck came by and sunk her, tried to sink her teeth into the tire of the, the, the mail truck. Like she, she was bothered by everything else, but I don't remember her being bothered by fireworks. So, and I'm not trying to be accusatory toward, toward you pet owners who just want the best for your pets. But I wonder how many of your pets are really anxious about the fireworks and how, how much of it is just you're projecting onto them that they are. Because I'm looking through some of these photos and videos people are posting. I'm like, that, that, that dog seems okay. I mean, granted, I'm not there the whole time. I don't see what's going on. I can't see if the dog is shaking. But the dog seems okay. It's okay if it's you that's anxious about the fireworks. Some people get worked up about them. Especially if you live in a bad area and you have to play that game, fireworks or gunshots. I'm just going to tell you. From July 1st, probably till the, at least the end of this week, it's, it's most likely fireworks. That doesn't mean you shouldn't be vigilant. But I, I, it's, it's probably fireworks. So I don't know. I, I find that the, um, the anxieties that, that the dogs have might actually be anxieties that the people have projected onto their dogs. But 
I don't know, your experience is your experience, and I'm not there in your home to see what's going on with your dog. 508-996-0500. That's the number to call in and discuss whatever is on your mind. Uh, we will have some guests later on in the week. Of course, people, a lot of people are uh, out and about and on vacation, so I'm sure many of you probably haven't even woken up yet to hear me. Maybe you're hearing this later on on the podcast and said, oh, yeah, I slept in too. But uh, the tomorrow we're going to be speaking with, we'll have a doctor joining us from South Coast Health. We'll be talking with Dr. Georgeson, who's a pediatrician at South Coast Health, about pediatrics. As you know, we have this regular monthly segment, Your Health Matters, that we do with South Coast Health. And Dr. Georgeson will talk to us about pediatrics and, and what it means to be a pediatrician, because I, th- I think a lot of people don't really understand all the ins and outs of, of pediatrics. They don't understand, like, okay, well, what age does my child not go to a pediatrician anymore? And then we'll ask some simple baby questions that, you know, in, in the time of the internet and all the information available at your hand, uh, at your fingertips, you would think people have everything that they need. But some, some people just don't want to look something up because they don't, they don't even want it in their search history that they put in, when should I transition a baby to solid foods? for fear that somebody will see their internet search history and say, don't you know what you're doing? Here's a hint. Most first-time parents don't know what they're doing. But they figure it out. If not, we wouldn't be here. And then also tomorrow, joining us will be City Councilor at Large, Ian Abreu, but he'll be joining us in a different capacity. He'll be joining us as the head of the Silmo Syrup Company to talk about their new flavor that's going to debut this weekend at the Whaling City Festival. And he's going to join us here in the studio for an on-air tasting. So that'll be fun. A little something fun for a holiday week. So that'll be happening tomorrow. Today, it's all about you, 508-996-0500. We will also have the folks joining us sometime soon, still waiting for them to get back to me on the exact time, but... They're going to be joining us, the, the crew from 50s Night. We're going to have Don Mahler and Scott Pemberton, who are the two folks that put on 50s Night now in memory of Joe Jesus every year. Don, of course, being Joe's granddaughter. And Scott, you know, being a, a community leader who stepped up to uh, help out with 50s Night and, and step into Joe's shoes along with Don. They'll be joining us along with they're going to get someone from one of the car clubs to come on too. And we're going to talk about what is planned for this year's 50s Night which is happening on Thursday, July 20th in downtown New Bedford. Now, you all know what 50s Night is all about. Music, dancing, fun, and, of course, lots of cars lining the streets of downtown. But we're also bringing back what we, what we think is going to become an annual tradition now here on WBSM, where we will be playing 50s music all afternoon and evening. We have, uh, we have decided even, last year we did it from 3 p.m. to 10 p.m. And if you remember, right at 3 o'clock on WBSM, you know, 1420 AM and 99.5 FM, and on the WBSM app, we began playing 50s music from 5 to, what did we do, 5 to 10. And then 10 to 11 was an hour of backseat music for mom and dad. Well... We're changing things up a little bit this year. 
We're going to still start it at 3 o'clock, but we're going to go all the way until midnight. And we're going to start that backseat hour at 10 again, but we're going to go from 10 to midnight with backseat music. You know what I mean by that. The slow stuff. The stuff that you used to play on the radio. They used to be playing on the radio when you'd hop into the backseat of that 57 Chevy. You'd be parked out and where, where, where would you park? Where would you go watch the submarine races back then? So you will be able to hear all of that great music from 3 p.m., to midnight. And I'm excited because last year there was a lot more music that I wanted to put in that I didn't get a chance to play, that we were kind of limited even with the, the amount of hours that we had. So this year I can add in even more music, even more stuff that we can play. Forgotten favorites. Of course, you'll hear all the big hits, all the hits you expect to hear. You'll hear Elvis and Buddy Holly and You'll hear Brenda Lee and Patsy Cline. Everything that you would expect to hear from the 50s will be there. But we'll also have some stuff that you'll say, oh, I haven't heard that song in a long, long time. Even some of the novelty songs, which are some of my favorite. Someone came up to me at 50s night because we'll, we'll have a table down there. We'll have a table downtown. We'll be over near Family Dollar. So you can come out and say hi and hang out with us for a bit and Someone came over and said, you played Beep Beep by the Playmates. I said, yes, it's one of my favorite songs. And they said, I haven't heard that song probably in 30 years. And that made me feel good because I, I gave somebody that memory. So we're going to program it in. And of course, uh, if you have requests, I can't promise I can get to all of them because, you know, there's, there's only so much uh, that we have access to. And because, you know, we're not a 50s music station. So there's only so much that we have access to. But if you want to send in a request to be played on 50s night on WBSM and the WBSM app, use that app to send me an app chat message with your request. Try to give me the song title and the artist. I know a lot of songs from the 50s. And I'm usually pretty good about figuring out the artists, but some of them are a little bit uh, obscure. If I, you know, if I haven't heard them myself or haven't heard them in a long time, I might not be able to remember them all. And I, I don't want to, I don't want to look it up because a lot of those songs were covered by multiple artists. So I might say it's going to be the it. <laughs> I want to have the version that you want to hear, even if that's not the most popular version. So if you say, hey, I want to hear, you know, John Doe's version of this song that was made popular by Buddy Holly, I want to be able to find the John Doe version. So send me that information on an app chat message or an email, tim at wbsm.com, and we'll work on trying to get it into the mix. All right, I got to take a break. We'll be back in just a few moments. And we will take your phone calls at 508-996-0500, as well as your app chat messages on the WBSM app. You can also leave us an open line voicemail. If that's easier for you than calling in, then we can play it back whenever. But right now, it is time to go into the newsroom with Adam Bass. A 
federal judge is restricting the Biden administration from communicating with social media platforms about their online content. The ruling on Tuesday says the FBI and other agencies cannot speak with social media sites for the purpose of removing, deleting, or suppressing content protected by free speech. Republicans have accused the Biden administration of of corrosing social media companies to censor critics. Ten people are dead and 38 people are wounded in three separate mass shootings in the U.S. over the July 4th holidays. In Fort Worth, three people were killed and eight were wounded in a shooting late Monday after a local Independence Day festival. In Philadelphia, five people were killed and two were wounded Monday night when a suspect in a body armor opened fire on a group of strangers. And in Baltimore, two people were shot dead and 28 were injured early Sunday in a mass shooting at a neighborhood block party. President Biden yesterday condemned the violence and called once again for tightening gun laws. A fireworks explosion in, ta- in Park Township Monday in Michigan killed a 43-year-old Holland woman and injured nine others. It happened during a private show with 60 to 80 people in attendance, including this man who did not want to be identified. I don't know if it was like a homemade firework or something somebody had and it was almost halfway through the show and it got lit somehow and exploded and shrapnel was everywhere. Ottawa County Sheriff's deputies say the injuries range from minor to critical and say the explosion damaged several cars and homes. The Secret Service is investigating a suspicious substance found inside the White House. The discovery caused a brief evacuation on Sunday. The Washington Post was the first to report of the white powdery substance, and it came up as cocaine in a preliminary test. Authorities are investigating how the substance found its way into the west wing of the White House. Toyota says it's made a huge breakthrough in battery tech for electric vehicles. The automaker says it found a way it believes can give a car a range of 745 miles on just a 10-minute charge. The plan is to manufacture the new solid-state batteries as soon as 2027. So far, these types of batteries have been prohibitively expensive by Toyota, and it says that they'll be able to slash the cost, size, and weight. Flight issues aren't going away as Americans begin to head home from the long July 4th weekend. FlightAware reports there were more than 4,000 delays within, into, or out of the U.S. on Tuesday. Meantime, more than 450 flights were canceled across the country. And Joey Chestnut is once again the champion of the Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest. He won his 16th championship after the event was delayed for more than two hours yesterday due to severe weather. Chestnut chowed down 62 hot dogs in 10 minutes. That's 14 hot dogs short of his record of 76 that he set in 2021. On the woman's side, Miki Sudo defended her title by eating 39 and a half hot dogs. In sports, the Red Sox came up short against the Texas Rangers last night, 6-2. The two teams will continue their series at Fenway Park with the game tonight at 7.10 p.m. And now, here's your ABC6 local weather forecast. Well, today we're looking at partly sunny skies. It's still going to be humid with us. We're going to be reaching a high of 84, and we do have a chance of a slight spot shower in the afternoon. Heading into the overnight, we're going to get down to 66 degrees with partly cloudy skies, keeping the humidity with us. And for tomorrow, another humid day with a mixture of sun and clouds throughout the day, high of 83. From the ABC6 Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Skylar Spindler on New Bedford's News Talk Station, 1420 WBSM. It is currently 67 degrees right now, 
in New Bedford. I'm Adam Bass, WBSM News. Stay up to date with New Bedford's news talk station, WBSM, and get breaking news alerts and podcasts with the WBSM app. That's one of those songs you can expect to hear on 50s night when we have our big broadcast in connection with the big event happening downtown. Joe Jesus's 50s night returns to downtown New Bedford on Thursday, July 20th. And as I mentioned, we'll be playing 50s music from 3 to midnight here on WBSM and at WBSM.com. And I want to mention all the great sponsors who are helping to make this happen. That's Leech Auto Body, Shooting Supply. Empire Ford of New Bedford, Empire Ford Inc. of Fall River, which was formerly known as First Ford. Uh, we also have Gaspar's Linguisa, Cottage Street Motors, and Jose Matos of Advanced Financial Group. They're all coming together to help us be able to provide the 50s soundtrack for 50s night. And I know you're saying to yourself, but Tim, when I get to downtown New Bedford, there's regular performances by bands down there as part of 50s night. I know that's awesome, but why not get yourself in the mood for 50s night all day long, right? If you're not going to head down there till four, five, six o'clock, how about listening to 50s music as you're getting ready to head out or as you're driving down to downtown New Bedford? How about on the way home? How about for the rest of the evening? Why does 50s night have to start and end just when everything's going on downtown, right? The idea is to throw back New Bedford to how it was back in the 50s. And back in those days, you would have turned on WBSM and heard some of those great songs. I'm assuming. I'm assuming they were playing music in the 50s. So the whole idea is to give you that soundtrack throughout the day. Yeah, when you get downtown, you can go and listen to those acts. But also, when you're not listening to those acts downtown, you can keep your phone in your pocket and pop in your earbuds and your AirPods, and you can listen to WBSM's broadcast as you're walking around. And then, you know, when the when the acts come on stage or when you get close to a stage where there's something going on, just put the app on pause and you can pick it back up afterwards. That's what I think this is all about. It's about making it feel like you're getting... It's extending 50s night beyond just the, the time that it is downtown and making it an all-day thing. So... I think you'll uh, I think you'll enjoy tuning in, in la- tuning into it. Last year, I heard so many people complimenting us for doing it that I said, "All right, we're we're definitely doing this again next year." And my hope is that we can do it every year for as long as Fifties Night continues. And I think you know Joe will be happy to hear those those tunes. If you remember last year, and we'll do it again this year, we actually had some some sound cuts of Joe talking about what New Bedford was like in the 50s. And I put those into the playlist 
so that, you know, every once in a while, in between songs, the voice of Joe Jesus would come over the WBSM airwaves once again. And I heard from people who said, wow, that, that I thought was, you know, the, the most special thing about the broadcast. And, and I, I agree, being able to have his, because I used to love just coming in here and listen to him talk about what it was like back then. Listening to him on the radio with with Phil and with, um, <laughs> I got to say, listening to Jim Casey is one of my favorite things. Anyway, whether whether he was on with Joe or not, but hearing the three of them together was always great. Learning about the fifties in New Bedford and, and imagining a different version of it. And there are people on Facebook who put out all kinds of great photos. Jim being one of them, sharing these photos of what New Bedford was like back in those days. And so I've, I've got a, vis, vis, a visual, I can see in my head what New Bedford was like back then because of the stories they told and because of the photos that I've seen. So, you know, when you go down there for 50s night, it's not that hard to imagine the downtown New Bedford of the 1950s. And to hear this music all day, listen, even if, even if none of you listen, even if none of you want to hear those 50 songs, I do. I would have been playing it myself on, uh, on uh, Spotify or, um, you know, one of those streaming services because you can't really hear 50s music on the radio anymore, right? Where do you hear this stuff? There's a couple of small local radio stations that might have a, an oldies show on the weekends. But for the most part, you can't hear this stuff anymore. And I'm, I'm not somebody who's going to come on the air and only talk about what is on WBSM. I mean, I haven't been shy about discussing my radio influences. I've, uh, I've had former WBCN DJs on the show before, and I plan on having some others on. I mean, I guess that's different because that's a defunct station. But I'm not shy about, you know, talking about some of the influences. And listening to Oldies 103 was a big part of my childhood. My mom had that on the car, on in the car every time we got in the car. Well, that's all that we listened to was Oldies 103. If my mom went into a store and we stayed in the car and my dad changed the channel on the radio, say he wanted to put on, you know, he, he was a big BCN and, and ZLX guy. So say he put it on some classic rock. My mom came back into the car. Oh, you better put that radio back on Oldies 103 because that's what she wanted to hear. And so that's what I grew up listening to. So that's how I got to know all these songs. And there's one guy, Mike, behind the Mike Callahan, who has kept Oldies 103 going, even though it's now a defunct as a radio station. It's online as a streaming station. And Mike Callahan has all of the original imaging. You know, and maybe before 50s night, maybe we'll see if Mike wants to come on and, and discuss it. Because, you know, it's, again, you have choices. You don't need to stay locked to WPSM. Maybe you want to find out more about how you can hear that. Maybe we'll have him come on. You can, you can get it on the Live 365 app. But it's, it's all the original imaging from the station. You hear all those old jingles and everything in between the songs. And he, he has the same programming. You know, he has the same, uh, I think he does backseat music. I think he has uh, the Blue Plate special every day at lunchtime. So... It keeps the spirit of that station alive, even though that station has been gone now for... It's been gone longer than I think it was around. But outside of, you know, tuning into an app or a stream, 
you don't hear 50s music on the radio anymore. So that's why I think it's so special to be able to put on a night like 50s night where we can have that soundtrack to what is a signature event for the city downtown. So that's happening Thursday, July 20th. Just a note, rain date on that would be the following Thursday, the 27th. And I know we like to not have to worry about rain dates in July, but as we learned yesterday, the fireworks got postponed in New Bedford. Those will be happening tonight at 9. So July rain dates are a real thing. Also, is it just my imagination or is there always, almost always bad weather on the 4th of July on Independence Day? I seem to remember more years than not where there have been storms lately. Within, I'd say, the last like five or six years. Certainly 2021, because that year they postponed the fireworks as well to the next day. Then we had the, um, the fireworks last New Year's Eve in New Bedford. Those were postponed today because there was a diesel spill in the harbor. I remember everybody getting so upset. Why did they have to postpone the fireworks over that? Because they didn't want to set the diesel on fire that was sitting on top of the water. That would have been a bad thing if you set the harbor on fire for a fireworks display. And if you watched some of the fireworks on TV last night, you realized some places stuck with it because, you know, they, they were contracted for the date. And we talked about that last year. That's, that, that's part of the reason why they, they might have had a show that was not so visible. This year, they had a, a planned rain date. So they would retain the services of the company in case they needed to move it, probably based on what happened last year. But if you watch some of those fireworks displays on TV, in some cases, you, you couldn't see anything. I had friends who were at the Plymouth fireworks last night sending me videos and photos and saying... You know, this is what New Bedford would have looked like if they held it. And all it is is just a, a cloudy sky that's lighting up red, but you can't see what's going on behind those clouds. Which, those are pretty low clouds if they're blocking it out like that. Anyway, 508-996-0500. Going to take a break. Be back in a few moments. <laughs> On 50s night? Well, we'll have to tune into the broadcast to find out. Uh, but I, was, I just want to go back for a quick moment to what we were talking about when I was talking about pets and their reaction to fireworks. Again, I, I wonder how many of these pets actually do have anxieties about this and how many of them are, are just people have their own anxieties and they're kind of projecting them onto their pets. And, uh, and Laurie, sent, Laurie made a post on, on my Facebook post. I put up a picture of my dog snoozing during the fireworks. And I said, you know, Ruby has never been bothered by fireworks. And she's just, you know, out like a light. And, uh, and Laurie wrote, you know, um, my cat is one of those cats. She has anxiety and loud noises scare her, as do people. I honestly believe she suffered some sort of trauma before we were blessed to have her come into our lives. It's sad to watch her in a panicking mode, not understanding at the moment what is going on, and you can't explain it or hold her to try to soothe her. Well, I don't, I don't doubt that there's, there are some animals that definitely have issues with the fireworks, but I, I also wonder how much of it is, you know, people have issues with it and 
they want their animals to kind of commiserate with them on it, which is fine. That's why we have pets for comfort. And, and I agree. I don't, I don't love the fireworks. I don't. Even though they don't bother me, like it doesn't, I, I kind of just tune them out after a while. They can get annoying sometimes if you're trying to watch something on TV or fall asleep. And, but uh, they, they generally don't bother me, but I still think it's stupid. I do. I don't know why people feel the need to go set off their own fireworks displays. Why, why do you feel the need? I, but this is coming from a guy who, I don't want to say I'm anti-fireworks. I just don't see the big deal. When I was a kid and we would go to the Brockton Fair and watch them or the Plymouth Waterfront and watch them, I mean, fine. I was okay with it in the moment, but I, I, I didn't really get all fired up for them. I wasn't like, oh, yeah, fireworks tonight. In fact, my cousin and I, when we would go to the Brockton Fair, we would play a game where we would see how close we could get to where they were launching them off and then how many shell pieces could we find. And I still have in a box somewhere... Um, my collection of trading cards from when I was a kid that my grandfather put into a box for me, a, a, a lockbox, and I have a, in there a piece of the fireworks in the Brockton Fair. And if you peel back a little bit of the the paper on it, you can still smell the charge, even all these years later, probably 35 years later. But that's how we used to kind of make them more entertaining for ourselves. Because I've just never been a big fireworks person. Maybe that's why I don't understand why people need to go spend hundreds of dollars on these things just to blow them up and set them off in the air. 508-996-0500. Good morning. You're on WBSM. Good morning, Tim. How are you? Yeah, I I agree with you 100% that they should be... Uh, we, we got a problem here in the city with them. I mean, first of all, they're illegal in the state. So you gotta, you know, got to take that into fact. And the fact that these people drive up to New Hampshire to buy this stuff and they come back and light it off, uh, these are some of these fireworks are professional fireworks. I mean, they're, they're, they're pretty intense. Mm-hmm. And you're lighting them up in a city, and a lot of people aren't extremely highly educated who are lighting them off. I'm pretty sure of that because you're lighting them off next to your neighbor's house, and they, they really don't have control once they light them. And um, about three years ago, I saw a lady holding a baby that couldn't be more than three months old in her left arm, holding a firework that just got lit in her right hand and holding it until it took off like a rocket that it is and shooting sparks and flames or whatever everywhere, you know? And, I mean, it's it's just not a good idea in the city, that's for sure. I babysit a dog a few days a week, and that dog is a yearling shepherd that has no fear of anything at all. When you light fireworks off, man, it just goes, it hides in the tub. It hides, it goes into the tub and it sits there. And it just, it just spooks it beyond belief. And uh, um, it's not carried on by me or the owner for that matter, because we both, you know, we don't really mind fireworks. Like you said, we're not a big fan of them. I mean, we saw them as I was a kid, you know, and every now and then you see them as an adult and they're okay. But, you know, I don't hate them. But, but I don't think we uh, take any anxiety out and, uh, uh, you know, spread it out onto the dog for the dog to carry it up because I never see that anything the dog does. Sure. Uh, and, and, you know, so I'll tell you, I mean, you'd like to think that they should, I'd like to, I'd like to see a law pass. I know this sounds stupid, but if you're going to go up to New Hampshire buy a fireworks, you've got to show an ID that you're a Massachusetts, I mean, a New Hampshire, you know, resident. Because if you're a Massachusetts resident, that's illegal, an illegal transaction. 
it's not going to stop it, but it can slow it down quite a bit. Right. I mean, I I, I was in Seekonk uh, last weekend or, yeah, the weekend when I was, you know, coming back from Block Island. I went into Seekonk and, like, literally right over the line, there's a giant tent set up setting, selling fireworks. Like, you were, like, two feet out of Massachusetts and they were selling you fireworks. Really? Yeah, see, it's, yeah. It's not going to stop it. But if you, if, you may, if you had a show an ID, it, it, it certainly could slow it down quite a bit, you know? And, and you know, because this is the reason why it's illegal, you know? And I guess some states it's perfectly legal, but I, I don't think it's a good idea in the city to be firing these things off close right. to each other's house. And I'm, I'm not totally against, like, you should be able to buy, you know, some of those things like bang snaps and the champagne poppers and the sparklers and all that stuff. Like, yeah, oh, that's yeah, fine. Yeah. But, like, the stuff that's, right. like, on par with the professionals, you don't need to be setting that off. No, you don't. You don't. And some of them just make a loud bang, too. It sounds like a shotgun going off, you know? Right. And, and again, I remember about about uh, seven or eight years ago, I went down to Wareham and I watched fireworks off the Swift Beach. And I got to see the, the Wareham fireworks, the Johnson fireworks, that is the Marion fireworks and the Falmouth fireworks all at one time. And yeah. they were beautiful. It was really, it was really nice. And it was in the, it was in the place it was supposed to be, you know? Mm -hmm. And uh, when you're blowing them off at a city sidewalk or, right, you know, houses are 15 feet apart from each other, it's just not a good idea, you know? Right. It's lack of common sense with people, you know? Sooner or later, something's going to go bad. Something's going to get hurt bad, you know? They already have it. I don't even know, you know? Exactly. But, uh, be good to pass along. Keep up the good work, Tim. Always a pleasure to have you on. All right. Thank you. Have a good day. And uh, if you want to call in, 508-996-0500, we can talk more about fireworks. They, they will be happening in New Bedford tonight at 9 o'clock, set off by the professionals. They'll probably also be happening set off by the non-professionals as well. But uh, the actual real city display will take place at 9 o'clock, and uh, that's because it was postponed last night. And, of course, we've got a list of all the fireworks happening around the area at WBSM.com. If you go there and you click right up at the top, you'll see, you know, fireworks link there, and there's a... There's an image on the side, too, to click so that you can find out everywhere that you can go around and see the fireworks. But tonight will be New Bedford. We can talk more about that. We're also going to talk some more trash coming up in the next hour, but in a good way. Because uh, I think, you know, people were concerned about this switch from E.L. Harvey to Capital Waste Services uh, when we heard when we first announced it last week. But now I think people are... I'm hearing a lot of praise for Capital. We'll get into that when we come back. Uh, right now, though, i got to take my final break of the hour. I'll be back in a few. Jim. And welcome back in. We have a minute before we're going to be going into the newsroom. We'll get all the international and national headlines from ABC News. Then Adam Bass will have all your local news in the WBSM newsroom. And on the other side of that, we're going to talk some trash. Because, you know, this past week, well... You know, last week, the contract with E.L. Harvey ran out. Capital Waste Services out of Boston took over. They were supposed to take over on Monday of this week, but they actually stepped up and started early. They actually were out working on Independence Day. 